and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. You guys sleep with your partners. Mm-hmm. Is, the, is that Wait, hangout time? Cool. Continue. <laughs> Are we recording this? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is that hangout time? This is the cold open. This is the one time I'm just adamantly, I'm so confident. About I'm going about... to cut out you saying that, but I agree with you. What were you saying? I was saying, Marty, thank you for keeping the flow of this conversation right on track. Scott, you're welcome. Kelly, that's interesting. What were you saying about You that don't again? even know. What this did I ask? So you guys don't listen. Marty, Marty listens barely. I do too. What did I ask then earlier? You were asking how is it like when you sleep with your partners? No, that's not what I said. And you're asking, just, yeah, Kelly, you were like, describe it in detail. No, you said, how is it when you have and sex? And you're wearing these really baggy sweatpants that yeah. you're, is your hand down the front? I can't tell. And then Scott oh. said, hang on, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, is that hangout time? Are you hanging out with oh. your partner when you're sleeping next Oh, to yeah, that's part of the reason I never get any sleep is because we get into bed, like, when I think uh, is an appropriate bed time, and then we talk for, like, two and a half hours. Yeah. See? Hangout time. Did you try to tell Sam that, because she's like, can no. you never hang out with me? And you're like, I hang out with you for eight hours every yeah. day. Yeah. I, I mean, in. like, for, like, a good chunk of our relationship, I did think that. I was, I was like, I mean, yeah, it wasn't good times. Yeah. But... I've since it's it's fine. We're fine now. I don't, I don't. Cons- it's like half hangout time. It's fifty percent hangs, mm-hmm. sorta. Not the full eight hours. Keep all of that in there. <laughs> sometimes when you get into bed, you want to go to sleep, and sometimes when you get into bed, you hang out. Ooh, we recently so we have a guest room in our house because we have an old bed in there. Oh, nice. So now you guys can fight as much as you want, exactly. and then you don't have to sleep on the couch. You can sleep in the guest room. I'm sleeping downstairs in the guest room. Yeah. But we put like 30 pillows in there, I think, and we just bought a TV to put in there as well. So we have a little how many, hangout room. When you're wow. sleeping, how many pillows do you have? Four. Two. Well, two each. Two each. Oh, I have four. The I'm the only person who's like, it's single pillow. That's the only way. <laughs> Kristen does. Like, you're my pillow person. <laughs> Is that a Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> no. It's the my pillow? Marty. You need to get one. Oh, I thought you were talking about pillow person. Or my person. No, that's a... My person. My person. Yeah, that's right. That's what I always refer to my significant other as. Yeah. Oh, this is my person. Well, I have to. She loves She's Grey's. person. Dude. She, Sam loves Grey's. We yeah. should talk about... We should make a Grey's Anatomy podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Grey's. Yeah. My favorite aliens. Great's Anatomy. Welcome to Spooks. <laughs> <laughs> Goofs and novelty songs. A podcast about dumb shit. Is and that... That's... You guys switched... I know. It's yeah. cool. I'm Marty. Hey, <laughs> I'm my dick. <laughs> <laughs> my dick? <laughs> and I'm Scott. And I'm Scott. I can't believe you would say that, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a Neanderthal. Uh, well, this is a podcast where we talk about spoof movies, novelty products. Uh, put an asterisk on that one. <laughs> and novelty songs as well. And yeah, I'm we- Kelly. <laughs> you guys really just skipped right over me. What do you mean? Well, I never said... We, ne- we didn't introduce ourselves. You introduced yourself as Marty, and he introduced himself as Scott, and I didn't oh, have anyone. Well, that's not the truth. This is, it's like we fucked up a secret Santa scenario. And that, you by guys the way, picked each other's names, and I magi. picked my own. <laughs> Marty, I sold my Scott to buy you this Marty. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> that, by the way, describes the podcast perfectly. Scott and I talk, and Kelly tries to talk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, word in edgewise. Oh, I've been spoofed on. No, no. I've been spoofed on. Uh, yeah, this is a... <laughs> and in today's <laughs> episode, the genre of mystery has been spoofed on. Oh, boy, has it. We are... This is... So, two thoughts. One thought... This is the first time we've seen each other in a long time. We took a little break. You say that it's almost like every other episode. You say that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Although I can I can see now going forward though that that won't be the case. <laughs> yeah, if you've looked at our schedule, we're a little uh, we're caught up as oh, I might say. We'll be seeing a lot more of each other. It's topical in once the coming again. weeks. Yeah, now our references make sense. Yeah, when I reference what's going on in the news, I'm only two weeks behind. <laughs> yeah, the world is burning. The year is 2020. We are in it. <laughs> Finally. We're doing Murder with a Chance of Meatballs today. (laughs) The movie is called Murder by Death. Murder Mm. with a Chance of Death. My bad. Yeah. It's a 1976 spoof of the Country House murder mystery movie slash story style, spoofing on all of Agatha Christie and specifically spoofing on the characters of Charlie Chan, Nick and Nora Charles, Hercule Poirot... Sam Spade and Miss Marple. So is it spoofing on those are real characters or those characters in the movie? Correct. Those are all. Oh, the, that's okay. Those are all the real names. I of have the something characters. for. I wrote okay. down my because I didn't catch anybody's name yep. during this, so I just wrote down here is I, I named everybody. There's uh, cultural appropriation <laughs> and his son. Uh, can you guess who that was? Uh, nope. There's Mister and Mrs. British, <laughs> the hungry Belgian, noir couple, and Jenna Marbles. Those are the five detectives (laughs) in this movie. So the names are, yeah, the names are just, like, slightly different. It's, like, Sam Diamond instead of Sam Spade. That's as far as they go. They're very simple, like, translations. That's a spoof. You know what? It counts. Case in point, textbook spoof. (laughs) So I first saw this movie, like, a year ago. I was, uh, I watched uh, one of the movies that this is making fun of, the Thin Man series. I was watching the second one of those movies. Oh, Thin Man 2. Correct. (laughs) That is the t- or actually, I think the title is Another Thin Man. Uh, <laughs> too Thin, Too Man. <laughs> Kiss yeah, Thin, in that one. Bang Man. Um, and uh, I watched this movie afterwards because on Amazon it just said, like, you might also like this. And it's just a big picture. The, the poster is, very, is, to me, is very famous because it's just a big picture of Peter Falk's face. Because even though he's not the main character in any capacity of this movie, he is far and away the star of the movie. Is he... Um, Noir detective. Oh. Uh, Columbo, as they might say. Hmm. He, I don't know if he was he the cross-eyed? Star. No, I think he was doing... He's a little bit, but I think he was playing that up a little bit. I think Asian Face was kind of the star. <laughs> that's he's in Asian... That's legitimate. Okay, know, let's, let's not... I, we'll get into it, but I don't think that's crazy I to liked say. his character the most... Even though it was like, I felt bad liking it. Uh, he, well, I, me, we'll get to it. We'll yeah. get to that's it. the hardest part to watch this movie. Like, yeah. so when I first watched this last year, I couldn't get past that. Now, I, I don't care who it. I piss off by saying this, but I'm going to say, I don't think he should have done that. <laughs> yeah. No. And I don't think it ages well. I no. think, yeah, it was a, I think the joke is supposed to be with, uh, so it's Peter Sellers plays a Charlie Chan type character. I think the joke is supposed to be that Charlie Chan is like this Americanized view of Asian culture. Like, I think that was I. On, I do think that's what they were trying to do. I get, I'm not familiar with this Charlie Chan. I'm thing. not either. So that if it's something that like a white guy wrote, like I, that, I believe that that's sort the case. of uh, oversimplifies. Then I guess they're trying to make fun of it by just doing it even more. 
Yeah, that's that's huh. but that's which we've run into this before where it's like like scary movie did that where it was like it seemed like they were trying to play off of it by just like doing a terrible thing even further. They yeah, yeah they take the offensive thing they're making fun of and just make it more offensive. Yeah. And they're like, "No, we think it's offensive, so it, that's why it's okay. We're do, we're doing it to make fun of how offensive it, the original is." Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not it, so sure. No, yeah. it kind of just seems offensive in the no, end. No, it does. Now, his son Yes. Didn't have an accent. No. That seemed like good for a movie of this age to do. His so his son is like second generation adopted. Oh yeah, it's yeah. A, his son's adopted it, too. Is the other thing. Oh yeah. yeah. And that's the joke they keep making because mm-hmm. the white actor is Chinese and his son is Japanese. Yeah. The white actor. Yep. The white actor. <laughs> I know. Chinese. No, I know. I What's mean, his name? It's not Peter Falk. The it's other Peter one. Sellers. Oh, the other Peter. You know Peter Sellers. Yeah, of course. We go way back. <laughs> he came to my Christmas party. Doctor yeah. Strangelove. Yeah. Oh my yeah. Oh my yeah. I knew him when he was Mister Strangelove. <laughs> <laughs> That's his Mr. Father. Strangelove That's is my his father. father. <laughs> Call me Doctor. <laughs> Call me Doctor. Of course, we both. Okay. Okay. So, anyways, what so, I was, yeah, it's the the Asian face. I've just to put a pin in it. Asian face doesn't age well. No. Shouldn't no. have done that. Nope. And there's other examples. Mickey Rourke did it. That people do it all the time. <laughs> Mickey Rooney is Mi- what you're same of. difference. <laughs> Fucking uh, what's her name? Mickey Rourke and the wrestler, of course. Emma Stone is yes. Hawaiian. Yeah. Well, she's is Scarlett Japanese Hawaiian. Scar- Scarlett Johansson is Japanese. Yep. The yeah. Rock plays. No, The Rock is Simone. An American. <laughs> yeah. And that's really where I draw the line. Yeah. I'm sick of my culture being taken. How dare taken. you come after America like yeah. that? He's from... We should nuke you. Oh, he's oh, from God. Florida. Sorry. Please. So this movie, to step back a second, this is a this is a the country house idea of like some mysterious person has sent out a letter to all of these famous detectives inviting them for a weekend of mystery. And so the first thing that they're kind of parodying is that these detectives are all very narcissistic and they all think that they're the best. And the letter kind of plays into that, which is good. It's a nice little like trope of like, come to this weekend house so you can prove you're the best, all that kind of stuff. The reveal is that Truman Capote, Truman Capote uh, invites them all over to prove who is the best detective, who can solve a murder that is going to happen at his house. Uh, Truman Capote, so slight aside, was nominated for a Golden Globe for his performance in this film. Oh, it was incredible. (laughs) He's really bad in this film. It was so good and natural. At the time, they had a Best Breakthrough performance. That's what they nominated. And because the Golden Globes are always, any celebrity in any movie gets nominated like that. And he's, of course, a very famous author. Uh, but that's the hook. Oh, movie. really? Name five of his books, Marty. <laughs> okay. In Cold Blood. Mm-hmm. In Cold Blood 2, even colder. <laughs> Breakfast at Tiffany's. Lunch at Tiffany's. <laughs> Dinner at Tiffany's. Oh, wow. you guys Fair enough. You are a real fan. Good job. Well played. <laughs> Capote, of course, the the biopic that he was in uh, about himself. So that's the gist of this movie is like all these detectives coming and it's all these very famous characters. And the bits are like, yeah, they're doing like the Charlie Chan is basically just like the racist character, for lack of a better term. It's just playing off of like Asian stereotypes is the gag with his character. Mm. Uh, Peter Falk plays a sort of hard-boiled noir detective who's, like, constantly has to take a shit is, like, his big thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess, sir. I thought and he's just, like, hard-nosed and... Yeah, I thought sort of the joke, too, is that he's, like, dumber than uh, yes. his, like, uh, secretary girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then the joke at the end is that he's gay. Uh, no, but then the, the flip of that is that he isn't, though, because isn't the big reveal is that... 
he was playing an actor, but then at the end, he's like, I wasn't playing an actor. I was myself the whole time. That's the reveal at the ending scene. When he's dri- when they're all doing the driving. Oh, yeah. Bits. There's a reveal that he's gay, but then it's... Re- oh, geez, this yeah. is exhausting. <laughs> it, it's, Which we'll get to... This, yeah, we'll I'm going to say third this. act problems. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Uh, and then you have the Nick and Nora Charles characters, which are like a couple where the whole thing is that the husband is... They like, have an infinite playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a good year that movie came out in. (laughs) 1971, actually. Uh, The husband is, like, constantly cheating on his wife. And and the thing in the Thin Man series, too, is that the idea is that she's kind of constantly getting involved in the crime solving as well. He doesn't want her involved, but she's actually, like, really useful to him in solving the crimes. They kind of play off of that in this movie, too. Oh, this is uh, Maggie Smith. Correct. It was Maggie Smith. Yeah. Okay, here's something I I wrote down. She's got that character actor thing of, um, I mean, I think she's probably, like, I don't know, maybe in her, like, 30s or 40s, but she looks... Like sixty already. Yeah. It's just that I feel like there's like certain character actors that they're just they they just have always looked old, even from like a young age. This yeah, distinguished for sure. Like yeah. there's like a certain. Uh, it's like Harvey Keitel. If you see him in Taxi Driver, he just looks like he's like eighty five already. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. He's yeah. leathery. Yeah, uh, and then there's a Ikuo Poirot character type where the bit is that he likes to eat chocolate and he's oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah so yeah in the first like five minutes of the movie we have uh, a guy uh a white guy playing an asian it's basically we have uh, uh, the blind butler who the joke is that um he's he can't see anything <laughs> yeah. That's that is, which by the way again alex alec guinness is playing the fucking blind, blind butler in this film <laughs> And then uh, we have a uh, fat guy, and the joke is that um, he's, he's eating a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then Miss Marple comes in at the end with uh, her nurse, where the flip is that everybody thinks the nurse is, is her, and then it's not actually. She's actually the yeah. Her nurse is the person she's taken care of in the movie, mm-hmm. which was a nice little bit. Basically, That's- Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You got Augustus, the chocolate oh, eater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got Charlie. I want it now, Daddy. Yeah. Who's Charlie? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think. Charlie, I'll get to you last. Mm. I don't even remember any of the other characters. <laughs> Who's Willy Wonka? Mike TV. Capote. Capote's Willy okay, Wonka. Go out Willy Wonka, Wonka down. Yeah. Uh, the butlers, the Oompa Loompas, obviously. <laughs> oh, and then uh, the silent woman. The silent woman's the other Oompa Loompas. Yeah, the two Oompa Loompas. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No musical numbers in this movie, unfortunately. Unfortunately. I did like the, the, the blind butler stuff was, like, very tired, but the, the mute and deaf woman coming in to help the blind butler with... That was enjoy, a little good Three Stooges kind of, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that's, like, a nice thing. And it also, again, it's, like, parodying the country house thing where it's always... The butler is always, like, very inept or they don't know anything. And so they just decided to go, like, even more extreme where he's blind. He literally can't know anything. Uh, yeah, blind people can't know anything. Uh, so... I mean... Uh, Man. Yeah. If you Cut go back to Shakespeare out, times, uh, comedy is just people misunderstanding each other. If you go yes. back to Shakespeare times, comedy is just one with a happy ending. It's just a play with a happy ending. Yeah. And a tragedy, well, it's the opposite holds true. The opposite true. holds true. <laughs> Welcome to AP English, the podcast. <laughs> so, the set is probably my favorite part of this movie. Yeah, it's great. 
Yeah. I, I didn't care for the... Truman Capote's character is living the life, That's true. I say. He also has a lot of secret compartments to hide behind so that he can look through various taxidermied oh animals. Oh, God, it's so a, many. It's a, so many shots of that. Yeah, it's like Scooby-Doo did this bit <laughs> yes. already. And it goes on... It's, there's, so, there's too much of that stuff. It's way too... It goes on too long. That joke is not... It's also just not funny. Yeah, it's almost like this movie is just leading nowhere. Yes. Like like the many compartments of his house, this movie is leading fucking nowhere. So that's like a big uh, chunk of this movie, I would say like 15 minutes of it, is the fact that there's a reveal, spoiler alert everyone, there's a reveal that he has two identical uh, sitting room areas and there's like a, there's some kind of elevator or electronic thing rotating them. And they do a gag where characters come back to a room and nobody's in there, but they were supposed to be in there. They leave, they re-enter, and then they're there suddenly. And the idea is that he's some electronics genius and is somehow rotating the rooms. This is all verbatim dialogue from the movie. (laughs) This movie plays like an episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! where they're like explaining the rules. (laughs) That bit especially. And it is is, that's the part of the movie I remembered from last time seeing it. I was just like... This is so... Why did they do this? It was not a good idea, and it's not executed well at all. Yeah. The first act is all the uh, different detectives arriving and their introductions. Love that. Love an ensemble cast. The second act is the dinner where he's explaining the rules, and then them going from the dining room to the kitchen, back to the dining room in little groups... And then explaining the rules of the way his traps and the housework. Yeah. And then the third act, I, we can get to we'll later. Get to but no, we can get to keep it. Keep saying we're going to get to it. Let's I'm just band-aid. get it over with. Let's tear this band-aid off. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, it's just that it. I'm. You're this person. No, I'm not. I'm actually this person. Well, I could tell you, but it. It's just all. It just becomes me. There's so many different like twists that in the end it's like. Who fucking cares? So the movie starts off after they reveal Truman Capote and he says you're going to solve a murder. They find the butler dead and then the butler goes missing. And then they find Truman Capote dead. And then the movie is them trying to figure out what happened. Eventually they all go to their rooms and there's various like traps in their special rooms all meant to like kill them, I guess. They come back, find... With different... Yeah, one of them is, like, we put a poisonous spider in your bed, and then another one is, we like, a, poison- a large thing will fall near you. Or the you. walls like, are it seems you. like Yeah, it's like s- certain ones are, like, escapable, and other ones are... You're dead. They weren't equal. Yeah. Then they come, and they find the butler that is alive, and they all accuse him, and they all reveal themselves to have lied about who they are as detectives in some way. I really like this bit, actually. <laughs> I thought it was fun to uh, do the unveiling of what these characters are. Like, I thought that was actually, like, very enjoyable. But I think, if I can guess, I'm the only one of the three of us who knew any of these characters going into this, I think. Probably. I had no idea. What uh, have you been there. listening to this whole conversation <laughs> we've been having? That's why I guessed that. You guys haven't seen Murder on the Orient Express, or mm, what else would you have seen of this? No, and I don't know who any of these actors are, little film buff over there. Oh, you don't know Peter Sellers? (laughs) No, I'm a Zoomer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 21. Dab. Uh, (coughs) Whoa. Someone just coughed uh, outside the room. You you edit this. You can edit that out. <laughs> yeah. You oh, do right. a little snip, snipperino. See, but I like I like. Well, cops. now you got to keep it in because we're talking about yeah, it. Yeah, now we're addressing it. Yeah. yeah. We're just in the process of 
podcasting. I actually have some tea with me today because I do have a sore throat, and I oh the shit out of my mouth. Yeah, Marty and I, I were get talking about some week. logistical stuff, and I right in while I was saying something to him, he took a sip of his wait, it's a coffee tea, tea. A sip of his tea, and he s- did a legitimate spit take onto yes. the floor. <laughs> yes, I did. It's right. Yeah, Kelly, don't look down. Kelly's looking. Ah. Right. <laughs> so where were we? The, everybody. So there. Okay. There's so the Truman Capote's character, not who he says he is. Every single uh, detective, not who they say they are. Yes. Uh, and then they all have a different um, motive for killing Truman Capote. Is Truman this Capote. Like, Is it making fun of twists like endings? Yes. Is that the concept yeah. here? I mean, it's, I, think so. I get it, but it also is just like, okay, well, now I'm just like have no reason to be invested in this. Like, or it breaks not. the reality of the movie so much that I, yeah, it's like you just can't care. My disbelief end. was no longer yeah, suspended. It was on the ground. <laughs> I would say like in murder mystery movies like this, that is like, and you guys have seen those kind of things, obviously, but like the that's that's always how they end, right? It always ends with like, and the killer takes off his mask, and he was a different person, and you had a reason to kill him, and it's always like very contrived, and and it's always like never set up, and it's always a big surprise. So this movie was playing off of that, which I I liked up until Truman Capote reveals himself that he never died, and that they're all dumb, and he just like explicitly says all of your endings are always bad to all of your books and all that stuff it's more well this movie's just doing more of let's do what we're making fun let's make fun of what we're making fun of by just doing it even worse yeah I, I <laughs> you're gonna hate my, my rating later. <laughs> uh, Eleven out of ten for both. <laughs> it was fun. The first act was fine. I liked when they were walking in the door. Let's go back to the first act. Okay. We'll get back. We'll get to the, the third first act, act later. Was fun. I like truly. It, it's just a straight diagonal line downward of my yeah. enjoyment. I was like, this oh, movie. this is okay, and then it was just like, okay, now it's not as good. I, I would for me, it was more of like. <clears throat> We're going up and up and incline. It's getting good and good and good. This is how we should review. We shouldn't do out of ten. For, we should describe me, a, a yeah, graph. Yeah, give us a graph. <laughs> uh, for me, it peaked when I found out I didn't have to pay for it because it was on archive.org. Yes, <laughs> nice. I also watched. So on before you even started, the, yeah. at minute negative and then ten, immediately by my uh, enjoyment went down because archive.org has terrible video compression. Oh. <laughs> Boy, I forgot that I sent that link to you guys also. That I was like, fun. oh, yeah, I did too. That was great. And it's like, oh, that's right. So I found it. Edit point here. Uh, Edit point here. <laughs> Make sure you leave this in because it's the good part. Yeah. <laughs> yes. People do love us going through the logistics. <laughs> of the podcast? Well, mm-hmm. this episode is brought to you by archive.org. Yeah, our sponsor. Do you need to find uh, some <laughs> stock audio of uh, <laughs> old Weather Channel news? Go to archive.org. Yeah. Are you a film major? Are you in your third year? Do you have to put audio to a silent clip of a movie? Do you have to find a silent clip of a movie? Archive.org's got your back. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you want to watch Night of the Living Dead? <laughs> <laughs> or or the, the Great Train Robbery. <laughs> or the Silly Train Robbery. Ooh, Ooh, that? So, that train was so small. Yeah. Archive.org did not have that. Normally trains are big. YouTube had it, baby. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's rate the movie. Hold on, I'm let me, I'm just let me. All right, Scott has more. Scott oh, has more oh, thoughts. Okay, there's a part where uh, I'm trying to be more positive in 2020, and this is really bringing me down, Scott. Uh, <laughs> hold on, I'll, I'll jump. In. I had one of my favorite lines in the movie was Peter Falk uh, turns to his uh, his partner, his, his secretary at one point, and just says, "I told you, I don't like kissing you." 
time. Yeah. It was really fun. That was early. First <laughs> yeah, act, that was gold. Really early on. Oh, and then when she's she's giving him like the breakdown of like, oh, here's the profile of this guy whose house we're going to. And then it's this long, you know, going into his whole history. And then he's yeah. like, all right, sweetheart, how'd you find this out? And she's like, oh, I called an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love there that. There was a lot of. I, I, and that's I, the first, like, again, the first, first act, 30 minutes of this movie. Them, like, yeah, get it. Really you get funny. you get the you, me, and everyone we know of like all the different characters before they meet up. Yes. Yeah. You get a bunch of That's kind of, of the best part stories. of any ensemble cast. It is like yeah. learning. Yeah. The, but I, the little banter before they kind of get. I also them. liked the statue falling and how everyone dealt with it differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, that was good. So yeah. Anyways, I no, I agree with that. There's another good two out of ten line. as a spoof. <laughs> yeah, like, wait. I said, uh, Falk says to the Nick Charles character at one point, "You're smart and you smell good." As why he likes him, which I thought was and again really funny. It's partially the delivery, which you can't replicate quite as well. Mm-hmm. You, One out of ten know. as a spoof. <laughs> Five out of ten as a movie. Go see Knives Out. It learned from all the mistakes this movie made. Whoa. <laughs> Knives Out was good, though. Yeah, Knives Out was great. I yes. liked it. Oh, I gotta pull mine up now. Unless, Scott, you wanted to get to your thoughts. Yeah, what's your... <laughs> keep going. Uh, keep criticizing. Everyone's a fucking critic. I'll just criticize this movie. <laughs> Give it a 6 out of 10 as a movie. <laughs> the ending was bad. The dialogue was good. Um, but just bad pacing and a general story arc that led to nothing... There's some good jokes. I get the and okay. Well, and then as a spoof, also six out of ten. There weren't enough jokes. I would say there's a lot of punching down. Uh, when it spoofs, it references how it's spoofing, not in a fun way. Like it breaks yeah, the fourth yeah. wall in like a. I don't know. That's what I was saying with all the Capote stuff, where it just felt like. What is this all here for? Like, you're doing the spoof already. Like, why are you commenting on that also? Oh, my final note, Clue is better. If you want a movie that... uh, Are we going to watch Clue? Yeah, Clue is listed for next year, guys. I already have it scheduled. Okay. Are we going to watch the Bash Brothers experience? Because we should watch that when baseball starts. Oh, is that the Will Ferrell baseball parody? No, that'd be a good one, too. This is the Lonely Island one, actually. okay. Well... We'll have to save that conversation for next week. All right. Uh, you better heal up before then. <laughs> we'll see how my mouth is feeling. Uh, as a parody, I'm going to say 7 out of 10, because I thought it actually mocks the genre. Did you say as a spoof what you rated it as? Yeah, 6 out of six 10. 6 out of 10 for both. Okay. It mocks the genre fairly accurately. Not super in-depth. It kind of only does like surface-level jokes about each of these characters, which is usually fine for parody. So that was like that's why it's like above 50%. It's fine. It's not the best parody. Like Scott said, Clue does this better and much more fun and much sillier and, and just has like better performances, I think, too. That's like a big part of Clue that I think is like a really standout thing that all the cast is really strong. And as a movie, 7 out of 10, because I love these kinds of movies, and I'm a sucker for a good old murder mystery romp. And that's it. That's my thoughts. Ready, break. Scott, do you have a song for us? Kelly? Yes, I do. Oh, boy. Let's get right to it. Let's jump in. This song is from I'd Like to Take You Back to a Distant Time. Am I in black and white? No, you're in... uh, Technicolor? No, you're in HD. Ooh, 480p? Uh, Around there. 480i? Uh, Yes. Ooh. Uh, It's 2007. Uh, There Will Be Blood just came out. Ooh, my, my son. <laughs> if you, Marty, please, we're going to get a copyright are, strike for that. 
<laughs> if you are uh, to go on uh, the internet, you might hear a little tune by the name of Chocolate Rain Ooh. by a fellow <laughs> named Tay Zande. Tay Zande, we love you. I, I want to compliment you, Scott. Quite on theme this week. Very on theme this week. Uh, <laughs> fuck the theme. They don't always have to have a theme. I know. I know. And please when... don't criticize me. <laughs> uh, this is a, a song that it went bacterial? No. Viral Ooh. on the internet. <laughs> it has 124 million views as of Shit. December 2019. That's a lot. So, Day was a teaching assistant at the University of Minnesota, and he was performing at open mics and uh, decided that to get a little press, get a little buzz going, he's going to uh, put some of his songs on YouTube. One of them is entitled Chocolate Rain. And well, it goes to something like The school books say it can't be here again. Chocolate Rain. The prisons make you wonder where it went. All right, so that was uh, Chocolate Rain. Uh, so as you could hear, there's it's a very repetitive song, I would say. That's Wait. one of the key, the key features to it. Oh, I guess it was, wasn't it? Yeah. So it uh, it's viral. I think uh, I don't know. It's uh, well. I'm assuming you guys have seen the video before. Yeah. Yes. Tazan Sorry, is I've a been very... so quiet. I've been moving away from the mic to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> probably the best part of the video. That is probably the funniest part. That's definitely one of the reasons they went for. And luckily, it happens in like minute or like second twenty yeah. of the video. Is this him? Go- is he goes back like this? He goes he, like, he, he just moves like this. He moves his head. Well, he moves his head away from the mic to breathe. I can't put it any simpler. <laughs> yeah. on Which that. way though? Does he go up, down, right, left? To the side. To the side. Ah, that could be right or left. Why would he still. stand? Well, he's facing the camera, and he goes camera left, so his right. The Frame viewers left, left. Camera. Okay, okay gotcha, yeah. I got you. Got you. Stage right, as they might. Yeah. Say. Oh, I, I remember one of my notes this I wrote song. Down, so it's a good thing I. <laughs> now I remember. <laughs> <laughs> So and part of it too, I think, is that he's got a, a, a like a nice baritone yeah uh, voice, it's but he's a, a rather nerdy-looking man. This would not go viral today. This was no. definitely like it was just some early internet from its time. Keyboard it was, cat. It era. wasn't even like that funny. It was just like you got to see it. It's so weird. Isn't this weird? Isn't this yeah. strange? Old Spice based their entire marketing campaign. <laughs> Partially on this video, which actually you know Dr. We'll Pepper, to. we'll get to. That's yes. is Tezande in an Old Spice commercial too? No, no, but he was in a doctor. He need I know about a the whole cherry separate Dr. song one. for a Dr. Pepper. Yeah, oh, basically the story arc. It's kind of like the. It's kind of like one of these music biopics. <laughs> oh, I can't yeah. wait like for picture, the Tezande biopic. Yeah, think of Bohemian Rhapsody or uh, the Elton John one. <laughs> <laughs> It's just this little dinky, rinky-dink video he put up on YouTube. Next thing you know, he's got major labels he's trying to... for Dr. Pepper. Well, it's such a weird... Like, again, a weird time. Well, that's one of the things he talked about was that there was no... There was no sort of, like, script for for him to, like, capitalize mm. on. But he did yeah. He did have the wherewithal to know, you know, he has this little window where he can... Right. Who wouldn't? People will recognize me for two more years. I have to do yeah. this now. Yeah. It's not like by... It's not like... Oh, by siding with Dr. Pepper, you've sold out the integrity of Chocolate Rain. <laughs> yeah, nope, you fucking mean, sell out. The meaning is gone from the song now, Scott. This was yeah. a counterculture staple, and now it means nothing. Also, as I've gotten older, I have no problem with an artist making money doing advertising stuff. 
God Maybe bless you. Make some money off yeah. work. Like, Matt and Kim, they have just the instrumentals on a Buick commercial. Nobody knows it's them, and I yeah. bet they make so much money off of it. They're fucking corporate sellouts. Yeah, I've never been to a Matt and Kim show since, but only because I don't like yeah. the new stuff. There's a cover of Bjork in one of the, I forget which car company does it now, but they do like a cover of, uh, what song is it? It's off Post. I can't remember. Not uh, a Bjork guy. Yeah, I'm not a Bjorksman either. It's the one that goes, <laughs> Oh. oh, which way does she turn her head? Then? Yeah, like, to breathe. She goes left. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Stage left. Uh, so David Lowe of The Sun characterized Zande's voice as being gravelly as Rod Stewart, but alas, without the groove. Which I'm gonna say, no, <laughs> it's, it's not gravelly, and I think it's got a decent amount. I think part of it too is that like, you know just, how I would react. He to reminds that? me of a lot of um. Who's the never gonna give you up guy? Rick Roll. Rick Astley. Rick Roll. Rick parentheses Roll. Hey, go to Google.com and type in his name, Scott. <laughs> Rick. But it's yeah. Rick Roll. This this is a quick link to the new Star Wars trailer, right? <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Just yeah. click it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it'll be cool. It'll be real cool. Real cool. All right. Okay. Edit it in, Marty. I'll pretend to be mad. Scott. Ah. You... Oh, this is not what I expected. Ah, gotcha. Would you be upset if someone compared your voice to the likes of uh, Rod Stewart, though? Even if it was like in a negative way, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> yeah. Like he's a, very he's successful. Successful. Yeah. The singer oh. of Copacabana. Oh, yeah. this guy that everyone loves. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah, everyone universally <laughs> loves Rod Stewart and never stops talking about him. <laughs> I, w- I went to the grocery store the other day, and the cashier, when I was checking out, said to me, "Hey, Marty." And I first off, I said, "How do you know my name is Marty?" Second off, they said, "Why are you buying so many Rod Stewart CDs?" I love Rod Stewart, and I said, "You guys had them available here at Pickens." Oh, uh, thanks for listening. That was our cold open to our Rod Stewart podcast pod stewart pod stewart <laughs> pod stews america so <laughs> i think Tezande is like rick astley where it's like a, a deep baritone voice coming out of a nerdy guy and he sings it a little bit this the backing track and the structure of the song are both very ro- repetitive and he sings it but he, kind of and he also is robotically the as piano well. And yeah, he does play that riff, which, like, which honestly, is pretty complicated. It, it is pretty complicated. Well, uh, the, musically, there's a lot of syncopation because mm. if you count it like one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four, and the first four beats come on the one, two, three, four, and then the second set of beats come on the and, so it's like da da da. That's kind of that is, that is I'm like learning that's, so yeah. Much. Well, it's a cool. It's not. I think there is actually some complexity to the song because also. He's gone on record to say that the lyrics are about uh, systemic racism, which yeah, if you look, yeah, it's it actually is. like yeah. a valid, uh, uh, you know, critique of like the song actually is about. I think the problem, the main problem with the song, put a chorus in there, Tay. It's too yeah. repetitive. It's too hard to listen to because it's just this. Like like you said, I was listening. And I'm like, this is a good song, and then ten seconds later, I was like, I hate this. Like, yeah. I, can't listen to it <laughs> yeah. I just it's- realized why it wouldn't. Go viral today, and it's because he's moving away from the mic to breathe. Everyone loves those breathes. Yeah, now. exactly. They, they, they want like that breath. If he did it like Billie Eilish. Everybody in the world just turned this podcast off, uh, <laughs> or they turned it up. They turned it off. <laughs> I hope not. I don't. Thirty minutes ago, <laughs> for that ASMR, quote unquote. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah, it was parodied uh, many times by various celebrities. 
and then yeah, he got a commercial deal with Dr Pepper, major record record labels. Record labels were Sub-pop? reaching out. Uh, Who was it? Sub Pop, Sony, it Universal, Sony, Universal, Matador. Big, and um, Apple, Apple, Columbia. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it called? Was the song like this? Doctor Pepper is really tasty. Doctor no, Pepper. Well, Marty, you know it is that you're just uh, singing the song that he did. I think it was called like a cherry chocolate rain, right, or something like that. That is it. Yeah, nailed it. Cherry chocolate rain. So, what was it? Was like a commercial. I don't know the commercial at all. Actually, I don't. I do not know about. This. I remember this commercial. It was about systemic racism, <laughs> and there wasn't a chorus. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of syncopation. Huh. So, so the song uh, it never uh, did not chart on the Billboard Top 100. No, what? Wait, what? What will we guess? But oh, how many views it has? I have a little quiz. I have a little quiz to give you guys. So okay. if you want to grab a, a buzzer, or maybe oh. you, can, you can just say your name as the the buzz. Uh, I will say Kelly if if it's me. No, <laughs> no. I'll raise my we hand. We both agree. No. Okay. We, no, we have to do something that makes noise. <laughs> it's a Why? Okay. All right, I'll slap the mic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I will say Marty if it's my turn to guess. I'll just say Buzz. Okay. Thank you, Buzz. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to ask you three, three, I have three sets of lyrics. Okay. Now you had a little bit of trouble with this format last time, so let me see if I can explain it clearly. Yes, please. Do. One's real. For each question, I'm going to name three lyrics from the song. Okay. Two of them are real. Okay. One of them is fake. And we're guessing I, I the, made it up. We're guessing the fake one. And you're guessing the fake one. Okay. Chocolate rain is going to be real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's question one goes to Marty. Yes! Wait, what? You said you had to guess the I'm fake one. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so this, so I'll, I'll do it in sort of the, the rhythm of the song. And so is it, uh, so guess the fake lyric. Is it A, build a tent and say the world is dry. B, Dirty secrets of economy. Or C, went to Costco samples, all were gone. Uh, Marty, dirty secrets? No, Marty, he didn't talk about Costco. (laughs) Why didn't you let me steal? That was my guess. Oh, well, you still get the point. (laughs) I was waiting for Marty to fuck up. And you did, and your strategy has paid off. <laughs> the Costco one just seems so obvious that I was like, well, that has to be in the song, man. Yeah, not, not, I'm not that smart. <laughs> Damn, I have to underthink my opponent. Okay. All right, uh, here's our second set The bell curve blames the baby's DNA. Or B, makes, makes, a, makes a baby cry tears of defeat. Or C, cleans the sewers out beneath Mumbai. Uh, Buzz. Yeah. B is the fake one. Yeah, Damn yeah. It, you can tell I because I don't points. think I put enough syllables in there. Yeah, that's how I learned. <laughs> All right, and the final one. Uh, more than march and more than passing law. Flip in cars in France the other night. Or... I move away from the mic to breathe in. <laughs> buzz. Wait, 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 Marty. <laughs> no, sorry. Kelly buzzed or Buzz buzzed in first. C Kelly, is the fake one. Kelly, you're three for three. I crushed it. I believe you crushed it the last time we did this too. He's smarter. <laughs> I. You know what? I would never argue Marty, with that. I honestly would never argue with that. I 
am in a band, so yeah. I know music <laughs> pretty music good. Questions. And all I do is do the beeps and boops on the computer. <laughs> uh, the ones and zeros. Marty. Yeah, Scotty. I have a question for you. Oh, I, you know. See if you can answer it. Maybe I, love... I can answer it if you can't. <laughs> okay. Do you have a novelty product for us? I do. Oh, good. I, would, I did not know the answer to that. <laughs> Our novelty product for this week, gentlemen, is Seinfeld Clue. Oh, it's Seinfeld Whoa. Clue. Seinfeld Clue. I'm glad I didn't look at it. It was Jerry with the puffy shirt in the soup restaurant. Honestly, you just nailed it. So, Cluedo was originally published in England in 1949, a famous game where you attempt to solve a murder. Basically, it's a murder house type How game. is it spelled? C-L-U-E... D-O? Correct, Kevin. How do you know it's not Clue-do? The original feature, (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Peacock, Mr. Green, Miss Scarlet, Mrs. White, Colonel Mustard, Professor Plum, all trying to solve the murder of Dr. Black or Mr. Body in America when it was eventually released as Clue. Uh, Many versions of the game have been released over the years, as well as a book series, which I've read many times, and a famous movie, which we will review on a future episode. There are many spin-off versions of this game, which has become much more prominent for board games to release like various like licensed titles, like a Game of Thrones Monopoly or that kind of thing. The first one of the Clue games I could find was a 1999 Alfred Hitchcock-themed Clue release. But this week, gentlemen, we're looking at Seinfeld Clue. So I'm going to open it up and we're going to look at some. We're not going to play a game because that would take way too long. But we'll look at the board and what they kind of did here. So Clue famously is like inside a house and there's various rooms, the billiards room and that kind of stuff. Is this one inside New York? For Seinfeld, it's kind of just it's vaguely... It's in his apartment. It's, yeah. it's, I see just s- different squares separated by gray. It's vaguely just a street, I think, is the idea. Or it's like a, like a condo a comp-like place. Huh. We've got Peterman's office, George's office, the Chinese restaurant, soup kitchen. You get it. Various famous Seinfeld locations. Are I get it. I don't know if Scott gets it. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott and Kelly both famously were uh, guests and hosts on a uh, famous Seinfeld podcast named The New York Four. And I famously rarely watched the episode. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> Scott never came prepared. And it was perfect. And honestly, it didn't matter. It was part of his charm. And you can play as various characters. You can play as the main four from Seinfeld, the New York four, some call. Or you can play as, I believe, Peterman and Putty are the other cards. And then the tokens you can play with are things like... Uh, I feel got? like it's Christmas Day and I'm Marty's uncle right now. And you're watching him open up a gift that he likes? <laughs> or he's, like, telling me about it. Oh. And then he's going to tell me, like, the whole plot okay. to, like... So, uh, the ant bully or so something. Like, yeah. So Jerry gets to he gets Fusilli Jerry, uh-huh. and then he goes into the he goes into Peterman's oh, office. Oh, cool, buddy! And yeah, he murders someone. Oh, wow! <laughs> I can leave it at that. But that is basically the gist of this week's novelty product, Seinfeld Clue. Great. Uh, I never liked the like spinoffs of Clue Seinfeld or not Seinfeld <laughs> Clue Seinfeld or Clue Monopoly. I don't know all we, those ones. You know what I mean? The, it's just there's certain like Mario like, yeah. yeah, it's dumb. The classic is the best for all of them. Like okay, it's like Game of Thrones Risk. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah, yeah. Game that of makes Thrones. Sense. It has to like match, but you can't cool. just do yes. like anything with fucking anything. Well, right. Game of Thrones Mattel, Monopoly, bro. Or Game of Thrones. They're the sellouts. <laughs> 
It just feels predatory because yes. it's like for, it's strictly for relatives or friends getting someone a gift and being like, oh, look, it's the thing you like, but mixed with something else that you might like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Pickle Rick Monopoly. Yeah, this is what our entire economy is based on. <laughs> yeah, by the it's way, fucking though, awful. Doing, that's the podcast. That if people don't so. buy Pickle Rick Monopoly, we are going down as a the country. The U.S. dollar is worth 90 cents. I would argue we barely spend any money watching the stuff that we watch for the podcast that's true the weird al app was the one app we spent more we definitely than we go dolores we put money into the <laughs> we economy. got a limo to go to that yeah. <laughs> i got a hummer limo for everybody yeah for I, some reason we thought that when we got there the there'd gas. be a huge crowd waiting for us to go into the theater <laughs> like, and everybody would simultaneously talk. say oh my god it's the hosts of spoofs goofs and novelty songs <laughs> at the time we had put out zero episodes oh yeah it was before <laughs> our time yes before our time indeed yeah uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think, like, Clue-themed Clue would be good. Oh, man. Like, like with Colonel Mustard? Oh. What about the cast of Clue? Like, you have <laughs> yeah. to do it oh, as... I'm not kidding. Dude, Tim Curry. Be Even better. Clueless Clue. <gasps> but Boom. again, that's actually not bad, though. <laughs> it was share with the car. <laughs> is share in Clueless? I the only person I know that's in... Oh, okay. I was thinking Donald Faison. 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 Yeah, the second time he's come up on this podcast. He's... <laughs> When's the first time? One of my favorites. When I, I was talking about how the um, instructional video on uh, yes, personal accounting I, was more entertaining than uh, American <laughs> Carol. And Donald Faison was in the video. And he's Anyways. Like, Here's how to balance your checkbook. And I'm like, it's 2009. <laughs> Scrubs was Scrubs just ended like two years ago. How can you have sunk this low already? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying it was good. He did a good job. Oh, he managed to make it pretty entertaining. He did say it was better than American Carol, so that might mean it's really good. Yeah, we were all in the high school computer lab chuckling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love JD and Turk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think the best one would be Wall Street Monopoly. Based on the oh movie yeah! Wall See again, they go together. Yeah. Or yeah. based on or the wolf the real Wall life Street. Wall Street. Or that. Uh, yeah. So that's it. That's the analogy product for this week, gentlemen. That's all I have to say about it. That's great. Two thousand eight financial crisis monopoly. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, if you want to play real monopoly, that's yeah. uh, that's what they did with our yeah, economy. Yeah, the big short monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, none of these are bad. We've all we've all suggested better yeah. versions of what other people have done. Dick Cheney shot one of his cabinet members <laughs> go to jail. It was Dick Cheney <laughs> with the quail gun. <laughs> Dick Cheney duck hunt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to move away from the mic. To and breathe. instead of the dog laughing, it's uh, W. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's going to do it for us here on Spoofs, Goofs, and Novelty Songs. Thanks for listening, everyone. We really appreciate it.